You're listening to Consciously Crude. Unapologetic truths the collective is ready for. Granting permission for the incognito spiritual badass to dive deeper into the magic of their universe. Come out of the spiritual closet. Awaken your courageous heart. Step deeper into your divine power. These are the quantum upgrades your matrix is ready for. Let's dive deep. It is a gray, rainy day here in Ottawa, Ontario, and I just got back from uh, Pickering, the GTA area, with a buttload of clients. It was an amazing weekend, but I'm definitely feeling tired and slow and reflective and introverted today. And Amanda and I just got on the call, and she's telling me that she's shifting through some big stuff. So... Oh, yeah. We we have decided that we're gonna deem this episode up in our feels. Let's get let's let's get vulnerable. Yeah. It's like no matter how much I practice my vulnerability, there's always that like edge that when you get to it, you go, Oh, we're about to go there. Mm-hmm. All right, let's let's peel that back. <laughs> so what are you shifting? Where I'm at right now is that and I've I had a moment this week with some clients as well where I shared with them, you know, no matter where you go in terms of your success as a leader, uh, however you uh, quantify that. But you know, no matter how high up you go and how much you grow, you're always going to have your own shit that you're working through. You're, mm. you're always going to, and I say always as though like, you know what, maybe I'm wrong here, but um, mm. so far I've witnessed this, no matter who, who speaks to it, you know, you see these really high up leaders and spiritual teachers and they say like, listen, and that doesn't go away. Like that fear, that doubt, mm. um, the imposter syndrome, like those things are actually necessary parts of the puzzle to show you that you are on the right track. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can I offer more of like an insight to that from more of like an energetic perspective? Body, mind, soul, and spirit, right? Mm -hmm. And spirit is that eternal self that limitless potential that is always bathing in healing light and connected to oneness. Mm -hmm. And, you know, after a while, being in that pool of perfection can get a little dull. (laughs) Let's be honest. And so it decides that it wants to create an aspect of itself into a soul and travel through the time space continuum here on earth to experience and ultimately it's it's wanting to accomplish a mission that is about bringing love where love isn't mm-hmm. and so we enter as this soul and we interact with other energies and beings and we make mistakes and that soul gets impacted and wounded, right? Mm. And now we're getting into the concept of karma. Mm. Mm-hmm. The, Hindu, the Hindu concept, right? That tells us that there is this aspect or aspects with us that are wounded and, and are wanting to simply return to love. And we do that through experiencing what we are, quote unquote, afraid of or think is dark and scary Mm -hmm. and so it's it's 
not going to go away because it's part of the human experience. It's what your soul has come here to do. And, and those fears and what they look like and how they shift and change, whether it's imposter syndrome or anxiety or like whatever it is for you that you call it, it it's, yeah, it's, it's here to stay. This is the path. This is mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that you bring up karma because um, that's been something that I've been shifting through in the past maybe two weeks is this recognizing, and we've, we've talked a little bit about this before, is where... Like, where is the line between going, um, you know, moving through something that you're like, I know that I have, let's say, directly contributed to this. So Mm -hmm. like moving through your wounds in this lifetime and going to, yeah. So I guess like for me, uh, let's go with, okay, well, this is what I'm moving through right now is expression, Okay. right? Self-expression. So I know that there were, uh, situations in my life where I blatantly did not express myself and my needs and my desires. Mm. Example, um, a relationship when I was in my early twenties where my partner at the time, like I knew I was like, I'm not meant to be with this person. Mm. And when they confronted me and said, you don't want to move in with me because you don't want to be with me. Instead of being honest, I said, no, 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 really I do. And then we moved in together. Mm. Wow. Okay. And when I look back, I'm like, yeah, because there was, and that was my contribution to that problem because I wasn't being honest with myself. So let's look back at my childhood. Let's look back at my past decisions. Let's look look back at my, you know, family experience and let's move through that stuff so that I am not repeating that pattern in this life. Right. Absolutely. That's the inner work, right? That's the inner work. And I've done so much, like for the past five years, I've been working through and, and, and it takes you, it requires that you take full-blown responsibility of your life Mm -hmm. um, and of all all the things that have happened to you of your quote-unquote karma. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'd love to talk also about what that means to me in a moment. But, um, you know, looking at at your past decisions and going, how have I exercised my free will and um, created the false illusion for myself that someone else in some capacity had a a will over me and that I did not have a choice. Mm -hmm. And now I'm at a point where I'm really, (laughs) this is like so funny because I'm like, I'm confused. I'm like, uh, hello, I've done this work for like Mm -hmm. years. Like what's left to do. And now I'm going, oh shit, we're bypassing now the, this lifetime. And now there's, um, a a need to go into like Akashic records and look at past Mm -hmm. lives. Um, and even as I interject, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lives that are also occurring simultaneously, right? Like in between lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the concept of time exactly. is, is that we're like, oh, it already happened, so it's done versus mm-hmm. well, what if, you know, being that when we go into a very quantum uh, physics experience, we look at the concept of time, how there really is no past, no future, there's only now. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, when you think about the, fa- the past, it's almost like a dream. Right. Like it's like, okay, that happened, but like... That, that's not really happening right now. That's just a, a memory or an experience or an imprint in the time-space continuum. And right. now, if left unresolved, it's still perpetuating whatever experience that is. The energetic codes are still with you. Precisely. Mm-hmm. So when you, when you talk of karma, like, I mean, I've had uh, energy. So now you're having past life things coming up, though, you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and it feels, and I know that because I feel like I'm not myself. And 
And, and when I say that, it's like, I know myself, you know, like I've spent so much work on discovering my integrity. Like, you know, me, the people that do know me, like I'm very much in my integrity. And yet there are things that I'm doing and acting out behaviors that I'm like, what the motherfuck is happening? Mm, mm. Something's coming up for me that I, I kind of need your permission to share, but I think you're going to know what it is when I start to say it. Go for um, it. <laughs> there, there's something that comes up in, in sessions that we've had together, right? Yeah. Um, and it is this energy of this little boy mm. that shows up for you. Mm-hmm. And every time he does, it resonates with you strongly. Mm-hmm. And I, I think you've also connected with how you, how, like what your relationship to him was if, if you were once his mother or if you were once him, I'm not sure exactly how you connect with him, but um, that's like a cool example of mm-hmm. this, right? Yeah. And like, it requires a lot of trust. And mm. I think that in anything, you know, there's, there's a, um, a finding that I had recently where I went, you know, the only way that I can know anything is to just also admit that I have no idea. Yeah, girl. Right. So like (laughs) right now I'm talking about past lives and I'm like, are past lives even real? Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I have a speculation, I have an intuition, but I also need to be willing to be unattached to that reality. I need to be also within the mind that I'm like, the human mind is so complex that for things that it cannot perhaps look at face on, it creates a quote unquote past life to compartmentalize that experience. And whether or not that is in fact the case, like it really doesn't fucking matter. And also, it is your masculine respecting your feminine, right? Right. right. There's no need for logic and reason in this space. This is the space of intuition and being. So it it just shows your polarity of energies and how balanced they are. So, Mm. like, thank you. you, (laughs) Well, thank you. Yeah, and that's something that sometimes, um, you know, as you become more within your integrity you recognize just how little you are attached to yourself in a really strange way. Because I mean, my human ego is of course attached to me. Like, I'm like, I don't want to just up and die. Like, I don't want to be a different person. I don't want to, like, I I like the look of my face. Like, I like the look of my body. Like if that changed in an instant, that'd be really, that'd be a lot. But, um, you know, then there's also this like higher mind that when I tap in, I go, yeah. And also like, that belief is just a belief. It's just a story. And this is just the vessel you're in. So it can be very, um, I think that as you navigate through these veils of illusion and and through the the planes of consciousness, it's like everything makes sense and nothing makes sense all at once. Mm -hmm. And I'm in, yeah. And I'm in this place now where I can just kind of witness life and be like, well, that's one reality. And then there's another reality and both are right. And both are not right. And it doesn't actually matter. All that matters is whatever meaning I create, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And I choose to create meaning that's empowered. So, um, you know, in speaking with, uh, you know, being within the feminine, like, I mean, last night, for instance, I had like this really, really intense, like it, it came out of nowhere, Jasmine. Like I was exhausted all night. I went to go lie down, put my head on the pillow, immediately full-blown rage. Oh, interesting. Just rage just pouring through me. And I was like, it was like this feeling of like, I had a a vision of like, you know, like this, like almost like creepy wolf, like this weird entity coming towards me. Mm. And I guess in the past I would have like put power into that and been like, ah, like leave me alone. 
And I just mm. looked at this entity in my mind and I'm like, get the fuck out. Like I'll fucking, I'll, I'll take you right now. Like I will take you down. And it like looked at me like, Oh shit. And like ran, ran away. <laughs> I love that. That's funny. I, I just recently had a client call with this brilliant client of mine that's out in San Francisco and she has these intense visuals. Like, like there's a TV screen behind her eyes and, wow. um, and, and also energies and whatnot seem to come to her sometimes when her eyes are open. So um, we've had to uh, suggest and create a practice around having office hours. Yeah. Right? How, yeah. Spiritual sovereignty, if you will. And yeah, um, yeah it, it's about standing tall energetically. Yeah. Right. And that, that, like when I'm saying that, I really feel like solar plexus there. Um, mm. But it's even like within your mind, seeing yourself and embodying that, that, that essence of um, just power and like an almighty sense of presence. Yeah. There are a couple of things you just said there that really, um, there's some synchronicities with what I've been talking about this week. One is the solar plexus and that a friend of mine is like, what, like she, she messaged me to be like, yo, I'm getting some massive solar plexus stuff. Like what, what it's, it's yours. Like what's going on? Okay. <laughs> and okay. uh, is this your friend that you're like intertwined with? Yeah. We have a very uh, deep relationship spiritually. Like there's, yeah. it's often that like when I'm going through something, I'll message her and she's like, I'm going through the exact same thing. Yeah. And we've had, um, there's a possibility we think that we've shared a past life as like, um, perhaps twins like in, a, in the womb kind of thing. Mm. Um, and so it's quite interesting because the solar plexus, you know, you're like talking about having office hours. And this is something that I've actually, I've already created that contract with myself multiple times. This is really random what it's coming through. So I need to say it. Go for it. It feels like you two ha- were actually, it was like more like this lifetime or like the lifetime right before your souls were incarnated and like the woman had a miscarriage of twins. Uh, okay, possibly. Yeah, there's something that I I'm thinking of, but I'm going to avoid talking about it right now because I <laughs> I don't know. No, like it's. It, I think that you're onto something. I just I know that for um, in a past life regression, I did a. Um, there was a memory of myself being because my mom before uh, having me, she had an abortion. Oh, okay. And I had a I had a past life of recognizing oh my God, like she aborted me and then I came back. <laughs> Interesting. Um, and okay. I don't know if that's the same, like I, anyways, and this is all again, like, you know, if mom, if you're listening, it's like, this is all made up in my head anyways, but it's, okay. it's honoring it, right? Well, there could have been two babies in there. True. Yeah. Miss Amanda's mom. Well, <laughs> twins run in the family, so would not be, un- would uh, not be uncommon. Okay. Back on track. We'd- so back. Back to our regular programming. Uh, let's come back to Amanda's psyche. So um, where were we? I was talking about solar plexus. Yeah, so I've, I've, um, I've already in, on multiple occasions said like, listen, my office hours are, are, and actually I think what I'm realizing is that my office hours are very small. I'm like, my office hours are between 6 and 8 p.m. Message me then and otherwise like I'm with clients or I'm trying to figure out my own fucking life. So like just come back later kind of thing. Um, Wait, I need to pause you. Sorry, I keep interrupting you. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> when you have those office hours, are you sitting 
in meditation opening to receive. No, and that's why. Yeah. That's why. That's why they come to me at night when I'm about, like sometimes when I'm either in sleep, like it will happen when I'm dreaming, mm-hmm. um, where I receive deep messages and I'm really grateful for all the messages that come through in my dreams. Um, but that, like you said, there's this energetic sovereignty that I think, uh, you know, I've, I've practiced, I, I practice sovereignty all the time, but it's like, but what is the missing piece or what is the thing that I am not, have not practiced and perhaps that is like mm. a, an energetic sovereignty or a sovereignty in a past life or whatever, whatever have you. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah. And so there are aspects that are, that are demanding resolution or completion. And um, yeah, I find that those, those gifts, interestingly, having spoken with other advisors, it's like, there are potentially gifts that I have not yet tapped into or I'm not aware of. Um, and I'm even like perhaps even holding myself back from receiving them. And what I think it could be is very, very, very clear visualizations of things that are beyond explanation. Yeah. 100p. Like see, like literally seeing like an energy in front of me and being like, yo, what, what do you want right now? Like to some like, you know, I'm thinking literally like some dude with like a top hat in the middle ages. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I have, yeah. I have stuff to resolve with you. And I'm like, fuck man. Like it's at 3 p at 3 AM and I'm trying to sleep, you know? Um, this, is, this is a perfect, this is a perfect segue into kind of the shift, the shift. Yeah. The shift that I've been experiencing. Let's talk about it. Okay. Um, and it goes back to again a, I guess, core lesson of mine. Uh, you were saying yours, you were going through your self-expression and have had many lessons throughout your lifetime with that. And for me, it's, um, it's an interesting, complex one that I haven't really figured out. It's definitely um, very shadowy, if you will. But mm. we all know that I'm here for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of just like really not stepping up or being there for myself in the way that I know I need. Right? And, and it's, it's similar to you saying how you're not making like sitting and, and doing that practice, right? right? To actually create those office hours. But like, it's more intense than that. Again, going back to like accepting and, and not judging the experience for what it is. I, I'm very comfortable of just like being in it. Mm-hmm. And so what that looks like for me is, you know, sometimes not making sure that I've like eaten enough in the day or not moving or um, not doing my meditation in the morning. I get away with that one because like when I'm doing my work, I'm like in that state anyway, so yeah. I can keep my nervous system down, but like I'm still not showing up for that practice for myself in the way that I need to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in order to develop my skills and my gifts because I have, I have come very far with them, but like you, I know that there is more. Yeah. And you know, that's fucking scary. Yeah, because you're like, where where are we gonna go? Like, what's <gasps> what's gonna reveal itself? Yeah, and and like, I don't think I've really talked about all that I'm capable of on this podcast. So, I mean, if unless you've experienced a session with me, um, and have you know have been deep within yourself and have been able to connect within yourself during that experience, then you don't really 
you don't really understand what I'm talking about and that's okay. Yeah. Um, that brings up something else that's been coming up for me. I get yeah. pissed off when people message me randomly asking me how it works. Mm. What, what, what do you do and how does it work? And it's usually a, a, a white man replying to a story where I like post one of my posts and it's like one of, it's usually when I'm looking pretty, pretty sexy. Right. Right. And so it's like, I can, I just, I think I talked about this on this last, last episode yeah. too. Yeah. It, it comes up for me a lot of like this deep, like, get the fuck out, man. It's so interesting. It's like, yeah. um, I know that uh, Talina, one of our, you know, good friends yeah, and past so. guest. Yeah. Yeah. She, she even messaged me recently to ask, you know, do you feel like, your male clients sexually um, like project their desires onto you in a way that is like unconscious and, and non-consenting. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck yeah, absolutely. Like, absolutely. And that's so, that's a challenge when like I'm in this, there's always this toss up for me of like, I'm not going to hold back my sexual expression or my physical expression mm-hmm. in the sense that I'm like, Oh, but what if some man finds it super sexy and projects their shit onto it. I'm like, you know what? Like whether I'm wearing clothes or not, that's not going to actually change anything because that's going to be their shit. Um, however, there's also a feeling of like pause. Yeah. That's like major work that you've had to do to create boundaries around that. Totally. Let's just acknowledge that. Thank you. Fully, fully, fully. Cause I used to get triggered. I remember, I remember being like, you know, 20 going to a bar and wearing a short skirt and some dude being like, you, you're asking for it. And I like, lost my shit um oh man amanda uh, amanda on the bar scene was hilarious it was like mm. feminist just like <laughs> mm. feminist energy just like trailblazing through the bar like don't fucking touch me don't make assumptions about me i don't fucking want your drink let me fucking dance like it was and then i'd be like why is it that no one ever approaches me oh that's shocking amanda maybe because your energy is don't fuck with me <laughs> I- Jasmine also had a bar phase. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. 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 I, I, I would have a similar approach, but it depended on my mood. Yeah. And there is when I was bartending in, when I was in university in Thunder Bay, um, I really liked that job. And there was like lots of cool people that would come in. And it was also the, um, one of like the party bars for Mm -hmm. university kids like it was a restaurant like a nice restaurant then it turned into like more of a club quote unquote Mm, if you will yeah and i remember one halloween i fucking wore lingerie behind the bar (laughs) and and actually there was a few times that i did that and it was so much fun for me but then i'd also have that attitude yeah it's like but also don't look (laughs) but also don't (laughs) don't appreciate this it's like it's so i find it's so dark feminine and that it's like Just because I'm here doesn't mean that I'm, I'm yours. Yes. Um, and it's a very, it, honestly, I, I can't even say that I fully understand it. I think I still find it very confusing for myself to be like, what is that? What mm-hmm. is that balance between recognizing that um, people's expression and people's projections have nothing to do with you? Um, right. And, and yet, like, also, you want to be able to hold yourself from a place of your own body sovereignty, body expression, and you want to be able to express yourself. Like, why is it that some other woman can do that? And it's like, but I can't. And it's like, well, everyone can. 
I think we're talking about claiming yourself as a sexual being, right? We're so scared about that. A lot of us are so scared of claiming our sexuality. I didn't even know what it meant to claim my sexuality till the like last year or so, to be honest. I think I'm 31. Yeah. I think there's a major, this is okay. It's coming to me. There's a major misconception around someone claiming their sexuality and that people tend to, and this is just my perspective. So feel free Mm -hmm. to like interject or share what you think. But um, I feel like when someone claims their sexuality, people think that that now is a carte blanche or a permission slip to now sexually project their shit onto them versus versus just like holding space and being like i celebrate you for your for what you for what you love in yourself right because i think that happens because like people don't know they're projecting their shit on right no it it happens because it's i don't know what happens why the fuck Yeah, I think it happens because people are themselves sexually repressed. So they see an opportunity right. to express themselves and they go, oh, this person's so confident. Oh, this person's so open. Now this right. is my opportunity to grab onto that energy in a way that I can now use it. And it's about me. And no, it's not fucking about you, dude. It's about me. <laughs> and this yeah. is this is the the dark feminine. She's claiming her power. She's claiming her space. And that's very threatening for a wounded masculine. Yeah. Word. Right? So... Okay, I made sense of it. Cool. Cool. Check. Next. <laughs> okay, I, I want to point out that you and I were just like, let's talk about our feels. And now we're just divinely downloading all this information that just needs to be said. And it's all mi- mixed matching and perfect at the same time. Absolutely. This is the beauty of this experience is like, I feel like something that you have taught me so well. And I'm even now in a place where I think I'm able to shift my old narrative around being like, oh, I don't like being in the shadow to being like, I had a a download. I received um, a really beautiful download the other day from a friend who said, your highest self is your shadow. Ooh, I love it. She's like, your ability to wield the power of your shadow becomes your free will. Will Will you elevate with that power or will you destroy with that power? Because both are powerful as above, so below. So now I'm like, yeah, I'm totally a shadow worker. Like I love dancing in the shadow. I do it differently. I do it very, there's like almost like, I remember doing a Reiki session with someone, a bar session. And she said, Amanda, you have such a gentle grounding energy versus like this, like kaboom, like, (laughs) you know, energy. So I think that shadow work then just becomes, it's everybody has a different way of approaching it. Mine is very uh, grounded, slow, and soft. versus when it comes in allowing it to like become like a tornado and take over everything however that totally has happened too i'm more of the tornado approach i love that about you <laughs> that's why you would balance though because i'm because if we were both that way could maybe we wouldn't jive the way we, like i don't know maybe we would jive but nothing nothing would get done let's be honest <laughs> yeah yeah but it's like this and even these past two weeks like there's so much going on I don't like to quote unquote, like blame the astrology for where we're at. I'm not like, oh, it's because everything's in retrograde. But I'm like, y'all, if you are not acknowledging that five planets are in retrograde right now, then like you're not even aware of the shit beyond you, you know? Um, And I think it's about not giving all of your power away to these external forces, but recognizing that you are within ultimately a simulation (laughs) 
Mm. And within the simulation, there are rules to this game. The same way that if you were to plug into, you know, any game in a game console, you can't just do whatever you want. Like there are going to be limits. So, yes. And I think I would disagree with you a little bit. Like if you have a cheat code? What's that? (laughs) Like if you have a cheat code? (laughs) No, in the sense of like, like you're saying, I don't like to blame astrology for like what's going on. I see. And, and I, I think that astrology and what's happening in the background in, in terms of like the quantum field and the energetic codes and matrix that we're being supported with. Mm-hmm very much has an impact on our experience in a very subtle but powerful way. Yeah. And I don't know, more and more I'm thinking it's about fate and free will for sure and choice, but how the experience shows up for us, it's, it's ultimately not in our hands. Yeah, we mean, we, we can think it is. And to a degree, we can do everything possible to take responsibility and, and claim our power. And no matter what I do, I don't choose when and how I die. And I think that maybe even that could be why some people do choose when and how they die, because there is then that sense of control over that inevitable Ooh. fate. Mm. It's like, I don't have control over anything, but I finally have control over this. The one thing that makes me human that I don't want to die. And I'm just going to now, anyways, now we're getting like real, like trigger warning to whoever is possibly after the fact. I don't think trigger warning on consciously crude. Um, (laughs) After the trigger has been. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm I'm of the mind that I'm like, if I'm triggering you, like fabulous. Like I'm not here to, I'm not here to water down my truth. Um, and interestingly, so this past week, I watched the Matrix trilogy again and V for Vendetta. Okay. And there were so many downloads that came through for both of those movies. Nice. Um, with the Matrix, it, it really dawned on me the first time I, I rewatched the Matrix, maybe about right after I did my NLP training. So all of the Matrix is NLP frames, which is amazing. Um, so when I watched it the first time back, I was like, oh my God, I'm seeing all of the underlying meaning in this movie. Right. But the second time, like when I rewatched it last week, I had all of these new downloads of everything before that I, that I saw as truth. I'm now seeing the complete opposite also as true. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they come in and they, in the second movie, they're talking to the French, uh, the Frenchman and he's saying how everything is cause and effect. Everything Mm -hmm. is about effect and that they don't have control. And, you know, Trinity and Morpheus and Neo are like, no, everything is about choice and cause. Mm. And that was my old mindset. I was like, yeah, absolutely. Choose, choose, free will. Mm. But there was such a tremendous amount of peace to witness that movie from the opposite and go, there's also so much that we think that we're in control of that we're not. Right. And there are things outside of us Cosmic forces, energy, timelines, all kinds of things that are outside of our control. And when we try to control and attach to it, that's when our ego gets louder. 
funny enough, like throughout the movie, um, there are many moments where Neo is trying to get the Smith, right? He's trying to like kill the Smith. And he is, I remember in the first movie, he's standing with a helicopter and this like, this massive, like, I don't even know what the gun is called again. I forget, but he's, he's blowing up. Yeah, it's a gun. He's blowing up this building and shells are just like dropping. Like he is using all of this. AK-47? Yeah, I I don't remember. It's like, clearly I'm not, whatever, guns. He's using a gun and he's using so much of this like, fear-based power like i'm gonna kill you and shoot you and get you and he cannot hit him the guy's fucking right in front of him and he can't hit him Mm. but the minute that he thinks of trinity and that he thinks of love he is a superhuman and he can move at quantum speed and do the impossible literally the impossible he does it because of the love that he has for trinity Mm -hmm. and this is what i saw and reminded myself is that in this matrix there are things outside of our control but what we can control is our return to love Mm-hmm. And in returning to love, we actually can bypass what makes quantum sense. Right. Because everything makes sense and nothing makes sense. Oh. Kitty's confirming. Thank you, Kitty. <laughs> <laughs> Let's end it there. That was yeah. perfect. <laughs> Amazing. Bye, beautiful humans. See you later. Thanks for tuning into the show this week. We are so grateful for another opportunity to dive deep with you. If you want to connect with us even further, head to our website, www.consciouslycrewed.com. There you will find how to get in touch with both of us, upcoming events and workshops, and links to our social media platforms. We always welcome your input, so feel free to comment your questions, make guest suggestions, and let us know what you learned. And it is so, so, so appreciated that you please rate, comment, and share so we can grow this Conscious Collective platform. With gratitude, Amanda and Jazz.